So what I want to talk about today is this phrase here uh, that Reggie Gold um, would talk about in his uh, lectures, but originally came from B.J. Palmer, uh, and that is the concept of a cumulative constructive survival value. Uh, I remember first reading this in a green book, uh, and I was super glad that Reggie Gold happened to explain it one day because I didn't quite get it until Reggie explained it. Um, and uh, what this means is this, uh, and just let's just simplify it. Uh, and forgetting about this thought process for now, let's think about a bank account, right? Just a bank account. And let's say uh, you guys intend on working uh, 40 years and, uh, and then retire. Well, one of two things is gonna happen with that bank account uh, and your investments over time based upon what you do, right? So if you put money in every single week, which I highly recommend you do, take 10% of your income and put it away every single week from the first day that you are in practice, every single week, 10% away, by the time you retire, you will have millions of dollars in your bank account and in your investments, your investment portfolios, right? That's called a cumulative constructive survival value, right? So that you have put money in over and over and over again, and even though the interest is not necessarily steady, but you're still gonna gain some kind of interest right, whether it's in the bank or you, you put it in Vanguard or, your st or stocks or whatever you do, you're going to gain some interest over time. But the key is to keep on, what's the key, right, is to keep on doing it, right, every week, every week, every week is, the, is like, pay yourself first. There's another really important point. Pay yourselves first, right? I know you got student loans and mortgages and, and all this other kind of stuff. That's not important. You go first, right? You pay your own paycheck first. Right, because like that's we. I'm a corporation, so I pay myself first, and then the second paycheck is to me also, but it's to my investments. So when I retire, which I probably never will, but when I, I when, when they make me when they make me retire, like they make me start taking Medicare, like med and, and Social Security. There's a I can't remember the age of it. It was changed, like 70 years old. At some point in time, there's going to be a time when I am forced to at least take the Social Security, right? Which is about 70. So that's you know 16 years from now, which I really. Doesn't make any sense. It's not possible. <laughs> not possible. Not possible. Not possible. <laughs> it's just like I have a 23-year-old kid. It's like there's no way I have a 23-year-old kid. There's not. Yeah, he can't be 23. Because um, Lisa and I just met, right? Um, so That's what it feels like. It really. Does. Anyway, so at 70 years old, right? At 70 years old, I'm going to have several million dollars in my bank account because I've been putting money, putting money, putting money every single week, putting money for years, right? So I, I've been investing and investing very well and. I'm going to have this accumulative constructive survival because I have invested well, right? But let's take the opposite. And I don't know any of you, and I don't know any of your folks, but my dad wasn't exactly a wise investor. Great guy, very loving father, uh, uh, taught me a lot of great values, but he didn't really know how to handle uh, finances very well. And it was just him, you know, not everybody can figure stuff out. Um, so. When he retired, he had a very small amount of money saved. And I remember him complaining after he retired about why the amount of money that he got was so small, right? He had this itty-bitty little pension. So my mom actually had to go back to work after he retired because they didn't have enough money to live. So she was working, uh, you know, because of that 
you know, failure to think about stuff. So let's think about the opposite. That's called accumulative destructive survival value, right? Because at the end of there, when, you know, when he was uh, retired, he retired kind of early, but he retired like a 65, I think it was back then. When he retired, he didn't have much money in there so that now if you need money, do you have it? No. The whole point of accumulation is that you, no matter what happens in your life, will accumulate. No matter what, like as long as you keep on living, you're going to keep on accumulating. Whether it's constructive or destructive is up to you. Right? And that's what BJ said in this story. Whether it's constructive or destructive is totally up to you. Right? This is your choice. Right? So you can either have this great accumulation and put money aside and money aside and not just money, but you know, love and you know, vitality and you're exercising, you're eating good, right? So it's not just money, but money is an easy thing to, to talk about, to count, right? So you, when you're 70 years old, what is your life is going to look like will really depend upon this concept, is have you been accumulating a constructive or destructive survival value, right? So my dad, I remember him saying when he retired, complaining, saying, I can't believe it. I got no money and it's all the government's fault and so this fault and this fault, this fault. And I remember saying, Dad, there's no one to blame but you. Right? You just didn't, that, there was no priority. Right? And he said, no, 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 it's the, it's the IRS. They took all my money and the, the place I worked for didn't pay me enough. And, da, da, da. and it's amazing because I, I, you know, I listen to Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins, all these guys. And they always talk about this. It's not that the company doesn't pay you enough. That's not the problem. And I, and I remember saying to my dad in a very, very cautious way, Dad, it's not that they didn't pay you enough, it's that you weren't valuable enough to them to pay you more, right? You didn't make enough contribution to that workplace to pay you more, right? So you had a starting salary and it never went all that much higher than your starting salary because that's the, whatever you put in, you get out, right? And people have to understand that as you sow, so also shall you reap, right? If you just go, if you expect as an associate, as an example, you expect an associate to make a really amazing salary and sit on your rear ends? Well, you're not gonna, it's not going to happen, right? I've been working my tail off for 27 years. I work harder than my associates, my interns, and my staff combined, right? But I love to work, right? Dr. Sid taught us, you know, <clears throat> work is fun, I love to work. He made us chant that. Work is fun, I love to work. Work is fun, I love to work. Because he understood this. He understood the accumulative constructive survival value. Because there's a accumulative destructive survival value of sitting on your rear end and doing nothing and expecting the world to pay you back and expecting patients to come to you by doing nothing, right? If you give nothing, what do you get? Nothing. It's, it's, and you know what that is? That's a law. Do you understand that? That is a law. It is an incontrovertible law. If you give nothing, you get nothing. It's just the way it is. Right? And we need to understand that and, and believe in that. And this also has to, this is why what I, I, I talk about with patients all the time is I always describe, this is a little long to describe, you know, a cumulative constructive survival, that's a hard bunch of words to, to put out there. But I always talk about a health bank account. What are you putting into your health bank account? Right? If you're not getting adjusted and you're not exercising and you're not eating right, well, what do you expect? Right? Like someone is really sick and they say to me, you know, like with kids, uh, this whole past couple of weeks, we've seen flu, 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 flu. 
And you might have heard me say this on Facebook. You know, this isn't that they're all, oh, it's the germs out there, and the germs are really bad. And I read this thing in Economist. These are pretty virulent germs because we didn't expect to, usually it's this one, the H1N1, but this is the H5N2 gene, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what, are you kidding me? What this is, is Halloween through Valentine's Day, sugar, 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 right? We have accumulative, accumulative destructive survival of the food that we've been eating since Halloween and destroying our little system. So now we roll into the new year and it's no wonder that you get sick because your health bank account has withdrawal, 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 sugar, 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 withdrawal, 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 withdrawal. And then it comes to a point when what's going to happen if you keep on withdrawing? You're going to bounce your checks, right? You're going to be overdrawn. And it's, so it's no surprise, right? It's no surprise, right? That doesn't mean that every bit of illness and every bit of sickness is like this. Sometimes there are things that blindside you, and that's just the way life is, right? That, and you can't change that. But you might as well fortify yourselves, right? And you might as well tell, explain to your patients, right? If you want, the best, the best way to, to stop the flu is to not get in the first place and, and to not create a fertile ground in the first place to allow it to happen. That's how you do it. The best way for you guys to retire if you want to at age 40 with millions of dollars in the bank is for you to start planning on it right now when you're in your 20s and 30s, right? Don't wait, right? Do not wait. I had a patient many years ago, early patient, her name was Rosabelle. She was a lovely lady, one of my favoritest patients, an uh, older uh, woman, and uh, she, she gave me a lesson that I remember as one of the greatest lessons I ever had from anybody. Um, and uh, as a new patient, she came in one day, um, and we did an exam, we started adjusting her, and she was just the sweetest lady. I love talking with her. Um, and one day she said, Dr. can I meet you at like, like maybe 12.45 or so, so I can talk with you for a couple extra minutes? I said, sure, yeah, no problem. You're fun, and I'd, I'd have no problem having a little chat with you. And I didn't know what it was about. I thought it was about her own health or something was up with, with her. Um, so she comes in at 1245. She's the last patient, you know, before lunchtime. And she said, um, you know, you're a young guy, young doctor. I was maybe 28, 29, just opened practice, you know, uh, very wet behind the ears. Um, didn't have any gray hair and, and had a lot more of it, too. And, um, and she said, I, I want you to... I've been watching you, and you're a really nice kid, and you're probably doing a lot of really nice things, but you got to understand something, and I'm going to explain it to you in a story. I said, okay. And she said, um, my husband worked super hard, right? And he said to me, Rosie, we're not taking any vacations. I'm not, we're not going away or anything. You know, we'll go to a restaurant here and there, maybe a bed and breakfast overnight here and there, but we're not doing anything fun and when we're going to script and we're going to save because when we retire, right, at 65, then we're going to have the life of our dreams, right? So we're just going to work super hard right now and it's not that we're not going to enjoy ourselves, but we're really going to kind of be focused on, on just accumulating right now and what's going to happen is when we retire, that's when we're going to have this amazing life. He retired and guess what happened? He died a couple of months later. So I'm like, like, wow, that's a very sad story. And she said, so I'm watching you, and I see that you're doing a lot of great things, and you're working really hard, right? But I want you to enjoy yourself, too. And that's part of the accumulative constructive survival value, right? You can't, it's not just about money, right? And it's not just about patience. It's about your life. It's about making a good life for yourselves. And she said, the, the, the line that I've 
that has echoed in my mind ever since that time and probably probably like 92, maybe 93. She said, I'm going to ask you this question. When you think about your life, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? And I was like, huh. Because at that time, it was just for me, and, and Lisa was in the mindset that I had too. It was just work, 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 right? The whole the practice was everything. Success, you know, just put your head down and run, right? And she said, that's really good, but you got to understand that there's more to life than just money and success, right? You have to have a full life. So when we talk about accumulative constructive survival value, right, the concept isn't just about making a living. It's about making a life. Do you see the difference? Right? Making a living is great and very important, and I'm not suggesting you don't make a great living. You should. Right? You all deserve to have an amazing living. But it's about making a life. Right? And having time for your, for your spouse or partner, having time you know, for your kids. You know, I, I had a great time being a coach for my son for 10 years in hockey. I coached him from the peewee little itty-bitty kids like this all up to high school hockey. What a great experience that was for me to be able to be with my son in that kind of extra realm and, you know, take him to different games and do all these different things and practices and stuff. That was a really neat experience, right? My wife and I have had amazing vacations, you know, and amazing times, you know, together, being all over the world. Um, and when we, with ICPA, she travels with me every single seminar. She comes with me because I, want, I don't want to go by myself. I have no desire to go by myself, right? So we, we have designed a life, not just a living, not just you know, money. We've designed a life, and that's what this is. And if you look, like Lisa says, if you look at the stats, the healthiest people are the ones that have designed the healthiest life, you know, for the most part, right? So what I'm suggesting to you guys is to really think about this accumulative constructive survival value and make sure when you guys graduate that you don't start waiting to save money, that you don't start waiting to, to have time with your family and your friends and your spouse or partner and your children, that you make time, that you carve out time because it's going to make a huge impact, right? You guys are all young right now and you guys can run as fast as the wind and keep on going and going and going and that's fabulous, but it doesn't always stay that way. Things start to break down, things start to change, trust me on this, right? 54 years old, it's not the same way I was when I was in your seats at 24, 25 years old. It's just not the same, right? But you have to understand that and prepare for that, right? But make sure you live along the way, right? So work as hard as you can. And I love working hard, but I also love playing really good too, right? So it's a combination of those two things. And I really wanted to make sure you guys understood that. And that concept is from the green books, but that's essentially what, what uh, Reggie Gold was talking about.